You are listening to The Pause Podcast with me, Dr. Benji Epstein, a podcast where we will be giving ourselves the permission to pause. This will be a practical guide to live a life with courage, presence, and authenticity. Join us to reconnect with your most soulful and authentic self by pausing together. All right, and welcome back. So as we've been discussing, this is going to be our last, uh, my last podcast with pause. Season one is coming to an end. The baton is being passed to another mental health professional. And I first want to start with my own gratitude note to the amazing Ben Wallach, who has made this journey so much less bumpy and whose genius permeates every inch of this podcast. Thank you to Gavi for the edits you made and those you didn't. To the folks at Meaningful Minute, continued Hatzlacha with whatever you plan on doing with Pause moving forward. Special shout out to Naomi on social and Yocheved for the brilliant graphics. Uh, this last episode is dedicated to the fam, La Familia. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you for everything. Raziel, Dasa, Dede, Jimmy for being the best. And... To all of you, my friends and fellow travelers, uh, we're all walking each other home, right? For taking the time to pause with me and for committing yourselves over and over again to becoming spiritual warriors, present moment H-E-R-E-O's and seekers of the light. And the quote that stands out for me is from poet David White, who adjures all of us to apprentice ourselves to the curve of our own disappearance. Also, this is our last reminder to buy my book, Living in the Presence. Living in the Presence is a work of art that could only have been written by someone who is truly living in the present. My dear friend Dr. Benji has his finger on the pulse of our turbulent generation, one that is seeking more than ever a practical path of mindfulness and amuna to live by. This is a treasure, and that was written by our captain, my Rebbe, Rav Moshe Weinberger. So, um... By Benji's book. Life is happening, folks, and it's best to pay attention to the moments, right? The little things, the little moments, they aren't little. The little things, the little moments, they aren't little. And so I spent a lot of time thinking about what I wanted to finish our time together at Pause With. And while I have more than a few more of these casts in production, and that's uh, for another project, I kept coming back to this. What messages do I want to leave people with? What message would I want to hear for myself? What message is needed now more than ever? And I kept coming back to this idea. I kept coming back to hope. So here we go. Look, I just flipped a switch. We always come back to the beginning. And this is no different for me and you and all of us. The beginning is hope. The beginning is always hope. I said to my soul, be still and wait without hope, for hope would be hope for the wrong thing. Wait without love, for love would be love of the wrong thing. There is yet faith, but the faith and the love are all in the waiting. Wait without thought, for you are not ready for thought. So the darkness shall be the light and the stillness the dancing. And here's the inquiry for our cast. Do you consider yourself to be a hopeful person? Ben, Jason, Scuba Steve, Ash from Gourmet Glot, not a sponsor, Duncan, Clancy, Joe, 
Mayanzev, Cement, Dove, Chaimblum, Aronsvi, the Chever from Goose? Ask yourself, am I a hopeful person? And I know that the answer I would have given a few years ago differs from what it would have been right now. There's just so much intensity, trauma, anxiety, grief, the general uncertainty of these times. And as the Mishnah and Sota reminds us, every day's curse is more heavy than the previous days. It's just a lot. Is it getting heavy? And then with that, of course, for so many of us, we then continue with a follow-up inquiry, which is so central. How can our hearts hold it? How can we effectively address the current circumstances, both for ourselves and others, while also contributing to the betterment of our world? And the answer, as I said, I kept and keep coming back to is hope. Hope is the answer. And not hope as we might traditionally have translated it, but something that my teachers refer to as spiritual hope. And that is the hope that comes from a trust that there is some potential in us, always, ever-present, towards love, towards wisdom. And with that, there is an openness to its unfolding, right? We're teaching a thing its loveliness, spiritual hope. It's a state of love and trust. So where in our own spiritual tradition do we see this? And this is definitely going to be a major focus in the next book, Davin People. And sponsorship opportunities are available. Hurry now. And these ideas are not my own. They're never my own. But in this specific arena, I am indebted to my teachers, the captain, Rav Moshe Weinberger Shlita, Rav Avram Svi Kluger Shlita, Rav Judah Michel, the chief rabbi of the world, and to my clinical supervisor, Rav Joey, for these ideas. And I'm so grateful to all those in the field, you know who you are, who are supervising me in the clinical work that I'm blessed to do. Three words from Parshas Vayechi, which contain the essence of our avoda right now and the avoda of our lifetimes, because it's all right now. Lishuascha kivisi Hashem. For your salvation, I hope, O Lord. O my Lord, 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 Lord. Oh my Lord, 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 Lord. Right? These simple three words contain the seed for what is possible for all of us in this very lifetime. One of the medieval commentators, the Sefer Mitzvot Tanot, says a fascinating thing, the smak. He counts having hope as a mitzvah asemideoraisa, a positive commandment from the Torah the mitzvah of being mitzapel Yeshua, of having hope, is a positive commandment. And it's surprising, right? And he himself asks, where is the source for this? Where is this mitzvah written down? The Torah, at least explicitly, doesn't seemingly command us to do this. So where is the source for this mitzvah? And he answers from the words that start off the Ten Commandments, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. And he explains that just as we must hold the belief in the existence of Hashem and that God took us out of Egypt, which serves as the source of the commandment of faith, moreover, along with the belief that I am Hashem your God who liberated you from Egypt, as a result of this faith 
comes the acknowledgement that I genuinely care about you, that you are significant, and that your lives hold value. And all of this stems from my profound love for you. So trust that once I have brought you out, I will never let go of you, and ultimately, I will guide you to the ultimate salvation, both on a collective, national level, and on a personal, individual level. I have, and will never let go of you. I will take you eventually to the ultimate redemption. And what Hashem is conveying to each of us is that He initiated something remarkable and eternal because we belong to Him, He loves us, and he's deeply engaged in every aspect of our lives. And this profound involvement signifies that he will never let us be lost eternally. What we're being taught here is that there isn't just a commandment to believe that God exists, but also to believe that his involvement in every aspect of this world did not end at the end of the Bible, at the end of Tanakh, but rather that hashkacha, that love, that was revealed to us at Mount Sinai, continues on and on until the ultimate Yeshua. I started and I will finish. Nitzachti v'anatzeach. There is always hope. And yet so many of us, myself included, might be afflicted with the feeling that I simply don't sense the presence of hope. And more so, the feelings of divinity in my life. And so this is what becomes our task, our sacred task, the avoda, the spiritual practice of holy optimism. Holy optimism because the goal is soul. It wouldn't be much of a stretch for each of us to not feel divinity in our lives. The Hebrew word for world is olam, which comes from the root meaning of he'elam, hiddenness, covering. There is a strong veil of concealment and hiddenness that permeates our lives. We feel vulnerable. We feel overwhelmed. We feel afraid. And so when we get up there, wherever there is after 120, and we're asked the question, Yeshua, did you long for salvation? Did you hope for salvation? Not just for Am Yisrael, for the collective soul, which is such a great name for a band, but for each and every single one of us. What are we going to answer? Pause. What are you going to answer? Are you a hopeful person? And last month, as we were reading the Torah, we read in Parshas Balak about the evil Bilam. And Bilam was certainly not a person who didn't believe. He was a person who believed. He was experiencing revelation. But the Midrash says when he was asked about when salvation would arrive, he responded, Arenu Veloata. There will be a salvation. There is hope, but it is not now. It is not in the present moment. And what this means is that Yeshua, hope, Geula, Emuna, God's love and attachment to you, of course it exists. It's just not really connected to your moment-to-moment existence. It's not something that's tangible or real. It's a philosophical, theological construct. Maybe it happened in the past, perhaps by the Baal Shem Tov, by the Tzadikim of old, but not with me or you and certainly not with the people that I see on Twitter. God exists, but if you're looking for that love, that involvement, that care right now in your life, that hope, it's not here. It's not to be found in the present moment of your life. But Hashem has a different formulation because Hashem says, 
you need to be more like Avichem in the Midrash. You have to be more like your forefather, our forefather Jacob, who said, Lishuascha kivisi Adonoi. Right? The Medrash explains that Bilam says there is such a thing as a good and there is such a thing as salvation, but it is not now. It is not in the present moment. But Hashem's response is it's krova. Just the opposite. It's right here. It's right now. It's as close as the last breath that you just took. And so what we need to do is shift our mindset from one that's waiting for Guffman, from the waiting place, from, oh, the places you'll go. Because this attitude only lends itself to sadness, disappointment, and yeush, despair. Because if krova means some sort of specific time or day or focused on a specific outcome, then that disappointment can become unbearable. And unfortunately, so many people have walked away from the spiritual path specifically because of this. So what does close mean? What does krova mean? Kikarov elecha hadarvar. Karva el nafshi ge'ala. It's all right now. In Pneumius, in soul, the goal is soul, folks. We can certainly strengthen ourselves that the ultimate redemption can and will come at any moment, but we aren't fixated on that. We're not referring to any sort of specific time or date. This is a mindset. This is a consciousness of Tzipisa Yeshua that we can be living and breathing with every moment of our lives. And this is the distinction that the Midrash makes between Bilam and Yaakov Avinu. Bilam is unable to live with this consciousness of Tzipisa Yeshua. He lives in a way where the divine presence is Erenu Veloata, a life of detachment, separation, a life of coldness and distance, bereft of hope. Because in truth, the deeper meaning of Lishuascha Kivisi Hashem, and this ties into a more global or cosmic understanding of the Alios, the rising and the Yeridas, the falling of the generations, is to live, that's right, we're in Hanukkah right now, the halacha of Beis Hillel, to be Mosif Veholech. Nachamu is Ner Hanukkah Mosif Veholech. Hashtag more light. Hashtag more cowbell. The light is growing brighter now. A person who lives a life of spiritual hope, of holy hope, of tzipisa liyeshua, alishuasla kivisi adonoi, believes that every single success or every single perceived failure, every up and every down, that every moment of my personal and my collective spiritual life is always moving us towards the ultimate redemption, circles and lines. To know that every single moment of my life, including the pain and including the suffering, every single moment of my life and the life of the people of Israel is part of that edifice, the development leading to a unified wholeness. If it's happening, it's necessary. Matzmiach Karen Yeshua means that instead of feeling further and further away from salvation, in this very life, with everything I am going through, instead of taking me away and further away from divine salvation, means I believe wholeheartedly that everything I go through, everything is moving us closer, is moving the chains down the field. Even the suffering, God forbid, 
even what we feel to be harsh judgment. It's all bringing us closer and closer. And in the meantime, you might ask, well, where's the hope? Where's the hope right now in the present moment? And what I've learned from my teachers is that a healing sense of this holy hope can be found in two places that are not attached to demanding a particular outcome. The first place is the hope in remembering in the course of our own lives. Things have been bleak before, perhaps even bleaker than they are now. I am strong. You are strong. And there is so much within you and me that responds well to adversity. And you know who this is for. There is hope in the certainty that things do change, that this is part of the process. Trust the process right now. Right now. It's like this. Is it necessary to go through despair on a spiritual path to endure the proverbial dark night of the soul in order to deepen our faith and hope? I don't know the answer to that. And I do know, however, that we need to let go of many things to undergo inevitable loss and unhook from the world's insistence that we cover up our pain in order for us to see what is really important in our lives. We need in love to practice only this, letting each other go. For holding on comes easily. We do not need to learn it. The world starts with tov avo, it's chaos, and yet from that comes light. Vayihi or, more light, or, 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 or. And another place we can find hope is in our sense of community, which we always come back to on pause, and the experience of bearing tough times with others. Positioning my unhappiness in a larger context tends to dissipate its power. We are all in this together. We are one. We are not the same. We get to carry each other. Anan b'chavivusa talia milsa. In my own life, as a parent of a child with special needs, and in the work I'm doing specifically working with psychedelic integration for people who've experienced severe capital T trauma, I know that sometimes things are so bad that no matter what practices we do or whatever treatment regimen we are on, we can't seem to generate even that small amount of hope we need for inspiration to keep going. However, when we have the support of a friend a family member, a mentor, a therapist, a Rebbe or Rebbitson, or even, dare I say, especially, a higher power, we can give ourselves permission to embrace our pain and patiently endure it. Eventually, we might begin to perceive it as a pathway to explore the profound aspects of our being as a way into the deepest parts of ourselves, leading us back into the world with a fresh, beginner's mind perspective. It becomes a means to gain new understanding of our own selves and realize the importance of self-care and compassion towards ourselves and others. And if there's nothing we can do right now but wait, then as a famous author once wrote, the faith is in the waiting. The faith is in the waiting. If we can but wait, we may yet emerge from despair with the same understanding that Zen master Suzuku Roshi expressed. Sometimes just to be alive is enough.
Are you looking for me? I am in the next seat. My shoulder is against yours. You will not find me in the stupas, not in Indian shrine rooms, nor in synagogues, nor in cathedrals, not in masses, nor in kirtans, not in legs winding around your own neck, nor in eating nothing but vegetables. When you really look for me, you will see me instantly. You will find me in the tiniest house of time. Kabir says, student, tell me, what is God? He is the breath inside the breath. And what I think this poem teaches us is that we don't have to search far and wide for God. We can find God by being aware of the present moment, by being kind and loving, and by recognizing the beauty and wonder in this very life. God is found in the small and simple things that make up our lives, and that can always be the source of holy hope. And so we're going to conclude with this concept. The Ramchal authored a book of 515 prayers, Tav Kuf Tezvav Tfilot, mirroring the number of supplications that Moshe Rabbeinu fervently made to God in Parshas Ve'ezchanan that we just read, desperately seeking permission to enter the promised land, seemingly without success. Remarkably, each prayer in the Ramchal Sefer in his book, concludes with the phrase, Lishuascha kivisi Adonai. I have hoped, O Lord, for your salvation, because no prayer is ever in vain, but the faith and the love and the hope are all in the waiting. So what's underlying, what's the underlying message intended by the Ramchal when he consistently concludes every prayer with the phrase, Lishuascha kivisi Adonai? And while the literal meaning of these words may be clear, there is a deeper significance that the Ramchal seeks to convey. And as we conclude this season of pause, what message do we want to aspire to to communicate in a similar manner? When we experience a sense of the divine presence, the Shechina, seemingly vanishing from our lives and feel that divinity is distant, it can lead to a loss of hope and longing, affecting not only our individual lives, but also the collective existence of the Jewish people. So the remedy for this, and I need a remedy, is to restore the Shekhinah's presence in our lives. And the means to achieve this is through yearning for that sacred hope expressed as kivisi Adonai. This surpasses any other reliance or attachment we may have as it represents the belief that there is only one connection, one kav, kave el Hashem, that links us to the master of the universe. This kav, this line across the wire or frequency represents our connection. Those who yearn for salvation, those who are living with holy hope, understand that it is not confined to a specific time or event, but rooted in the belief that God has promised and will fulfill His word. He has assured us of His love and presence. Strengthen that connection with your higher self. Although it may take an extensive period, an incredibly long time, achakelo, signifies our awareness that there is someone waiting on the other end. We know there is someone always anticipating the ultimate redemption. 
even if it may not happen in this lifetime or in a manner that we can readily comprehend. This hope, this Tzipisa Yeshua, which is the beginning of everything, is cultivated through conscious choices, continuously constructed moment by moment by moment. However, it cannot come to fruition without that deep yearning, that Sipui, for connection and redemption. The freedom is in the pause, but the redemption is in the hope. Everything that exists begins with hope. Everything that exists begins with hope, and this hope is eternal. The whole world is waiting to sing the song of Shabbos. Breathing in, I smile. Nothing is as important as my peace, my joy. I smile to everything, even to my suffering, even to my difficulties. This is a practice of freedom. And we close with Rilke because you understand. I live my life in widening circles that reach out across the world. I may not complete this last one, but I give myself to it. I circle around God, around the primordial tower. I've been circling for thousands of years, and I still don't know. Am I a falcon, a storm, or a great song? Thank you, Ben. Love you, Ellie. And thank you all. Oh, this moment is the only thing you know. The goal is soul. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen ve'amen. Thank you for pausing with us today on this Jewish mindfulness journey. If you enjoyed this pause together, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. This helps us get this and other soulful content released into the world. May the insights and stillness we've accessed today guide us in our daily lives. And may we cultivate greater awareness, compassion, and connection with ourselves, others, and with the divine. Let's pause together again real soon. The goal is soul.